0: Welcome once again to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I am your host, Darren Long, and with me on this week's show is Jeremy Wiseman. And for those who are new to the show, this is a show about discussing the importance of holding physical assets such as natural fancy colored diamonds, physical gold, and physical silver in your portfolio. A show about the hows and the whys of these hard assets and how they can protect and grow your wealth in these very challenging Economic Times remember we are not your financial planners you should always do your due diligence and the number to call 18778 silver that's 18778 silver or the website guildhallwealth.com that's guildhallwealth.com will be trusted resources for you to acquire a free investor package subscribe to our weekly newsletter or speak with a guild hall associate such as Jeremy or myself or anyone else at guild hall and get the ball started right away. Now, Jeremy, I'll say a warm welcome to you on this second to last show of the year. We're going to be talking about preparing for the end of year show, which is next week and uh, the year that was. And we have some updates coming up. We're going to be talking about throughout the show. And there is also. Deadlines. This is the time of year where we start discussing them. The TFSA one coming up right away, December the 31st. And then we're running into the new year, which is going to be the approach to the deadline for RSPs. So we spent some time talking about that on today's show, as well as some updates here. Just quick hits things that were happening during the week gold and silver, both in very nice trading ranges, slightly higher than they were last week when we did the show. And the first update. Paul Volcker, he passed away this this past week at the age of 92. For those that don't remember or don't know who Paul Volcker was, he was literally single-handedly responsible for pulling the U.S. economy out uh, from the verge of breakdown in 1980 when the following decade would be one in which Volcker decided higher interest rates And the onset of inflation would be the only way to resolve the problems that had happened and occurred during the 1970s. Many say one of the single best Federal Reserve chairman to ever work in that position, Jeremy. I know Danielle DiMartino Booth had tremendously positive things to say about this man. And anything that she says, I definitely support. She felt that he was a true, true patriot, that he protected the U.S. economy, but he recognized the need to be facing reality, something that this Federal Reserve, as we were going to discuss today, has simply not done as of late.
1: Yeah, there, it's interesting with with Paul Volcker because there's a little bit of hypocrisy there in the sense that you're right. He raised rates to double digits to save the dollar because the dollar was being inflated away. Um, and uh, we should talk about uh, this uh, Datatrek co-finder co-founder Nicholas Kolas met with Paul Volcker or met him and had a very brief conversation and and said a couple interesting things. Let's start with what Paul Volcker told him and then talk about this bit of hypocrisy that we're seeing with regard to him. Uh, So talking about um, the, the money. So we're talking about He raised interest rates to double digits. Remember, there was a savings rate at the time. It's something that the middle class could afford in in many respects. They might not have liked it, but they could afford it. Um, He saw the country's money as a national moral obligation. That's an interesting comment to say, right? Saying that, uh, goes on to quote, the issue of money is a government's responsibility predominantly, and to use that authority in a way that leads to inflation is a system that fools a lot of people. And to keep doing it, you have to do it more and more. End quote. Well, that's a very interesting thing to say in defending his raising of rates to stop inflation. But it doesn't do a good job of defending the fact that he was integral to lifting the gold standard, which, if you're concerned about the monetary system and keeping it as a moral obligation that the dollar be strong and and not become a victim to inflation, then you would want to have kept that gold standard, wouldn't
0: you, Darren? Well, in my opinion, yes, absolutely. It would have been the best overall compromise as an outcome to protect the integrity and value of a currency, and many, after Volcker, have discussed it. In fact, Ellen Greenspan, who you've noted here, has talked Relentlessly over the years about the value of gold and its potential to back a currency, and we're going to spend some more time in the show as it progresses talking about that particular topic and other people who have also mentioned gold and its reason for being used not only as an alternative currency but also as a protection mechanism, which is happening more and more. Our end yeah. of your show is going to talk in fact. For those listening about central bank buying and the importance of understanding that this is becoming quickly a very, very physical world as opposed to paper yeah i think it's just interesting
1: that on the one hand he's he's this savior of inflation and on the other hand he was the person who committed it who started it uh, the chain reaction of it by lifting the gold standard and that left the fed to print a lot of money so you know it's kind of like talking out of both sides of your mouth however he did say in this quick interview with nicholas collas that um talking about the general saying that on how much the general population understands monetary and fiscal policy, he he had great confidence in the American people saying, quote, it's basically common sense and sometimes ordinary people know what you're dealing with better than very sophisticated people. He said, it's something the matter he said, is something the matter if you don't save very much? Is something the matter if you don't invest very much? These are aren't very complicated concepts these are the sorts of things darren that we talk about every week on this show saying let's not be mystified by the people behind the curtain and all of their fed talk it all comes down to pretty simple things you print money and you're not saving for the for the the country itself you're sending the dollar onto a very very Um, slippery slope. So we'll we'll talk about more of that in the next segment. Lots of
0: people call them the PhDs of the world, Jeremy, with no real life experience, but one set of smart individuals. Well, let's talk about more regarding the ownership of gold and why it is important. And let's focus specifically on registered accounts because RSP season is going to uh, quickly end coming into the new year. TFSA deadline, the 31st. We can show people how to get an account open. The number to call, one eight seven seven eight silver or the website, guildhallwealth.com. When we come back, lots more regarding the ownership, hows, and the benefits of gold and silver in your portfolio, as well as much, much more on the markets in the broad sense. This is a show about that, and it is The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. Please stay tuned. You are listening to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. A busy month November one of the busiest we've ever had on record December shaping up to be equally as busy and deadlines we're gonna be talking about that in a minute because it's important to note that the TFSA deadline is quickly approaching registered accounts it's something that Guild Hall's expertise lends itself very well to helping people to get those accounts open
1: yeah because we're gonna we're a week and a half away from January, which means it's time to think about getting into good shape, maybe quitting smoking and also talk, thinking about your finances and uh, holding physical, actual physical precious metals in your portfolio should definitely be something on your to do list. And uh, the, the deadline comes and goes very, very quickly. You don't want to be the last the last to do it. So, you know, get out in front of it, learn about having physical precious metals in a registered account. And the reasons for that, Darren, well, we're going to talk about them right now.
0: Well, again, when you come to Guildhall, one of the options you're going to have is to have a registered account. That's physical gold and silver inside of an RSP, a TFSA, a RIF, LIF, ESP for the kids, any type of registered account, spousal, locked in or Lira, locked in rsps the options are plentiful when it comes to registered accounts but the outcome is the same it's always physical it's always product you can touch see take pictures of it's your product the allocation is to you in your name and the serial numbers are yours to have on the bars when you buy them and that is something that is unique to guild hall and in terms of those reasons for ownership jeremy You touched on the first segment, the passing of Paul Volcker. And he's an interesting uh, fellow because history will show that he did, in fact, have a significant role to play in bringing the U.S. out of the 70s into the 80s and running inflation rates into double digits. And as you said, there is a mixed bag of feedback on that coming from both sides of the fence those that were there and part of it, and those like ourselves that might have been a slightly younger generation who are looking back and examining what happened historically, but the seventies was a great reminder that history repeats itself and it's doing so right now. And to that end, it brings me to another federal reserve chairman, which is Alan Greenspan. And he's been an interesting person because along with Paul Volcker, he is the dominant figure outside of Bernanke, outside of the current Powell, outside of any other head of the federal reserve, uh, as the chairman of the Federal Reserve, he's kind of the dominant figure that set the tone for what gold could potentially be. Because during his tenure, he talked down about gold, or he left it off the table. But outside of there, he's been a huge proponent of gold ownership. Yeah, it, as a as a chairman, he tried to he tried
1: to use the tools at the Fed to mimic what gold would do. That's mm-hmm. sort of how he how he would describe it these days. Um, I think actually even um, in in discussing it with Ron Paul um, I think that's how he sort of put it But you know They're two interesting figures Because they're both out Once they were no longer Chairman of the Federal Reserve They they opened up about their thoughts About the monetary policies And these sorts of things Still protecting what the Fed does of course But on Paul Volcker's side You have a person who Helped get the gold standard lifted Which created inflation and then he dampens the inflation at the end of the 70s by raising interest rates again sort of the same way that Greenspan is trying to use the tools of the Fed to mimic what gold would already naturally do now with Greenspan he's one of these guys who now he's talking about inflation and in fact he was just on CNBC this week and he said quote inflation is inevitably going to rise end quote and he's talking about the threat of inflation the, the threats it's going to pose to the, the economy, and of course the, this is going to be caused by larger budget deficits, which have soared under, under the, the Trump administration. So what happens when markets experience major inflation? Well, that means that the dollar is worth less and less. It means you need more and more money to come up with to buy the same amount of goods. How do you protect against that? Well, what Greenspan would say is you need to own gold. It's one of the only things that can protect against inflation. Now, I don't know if Volcker would feel that way, Darren, but we've certainly seen over the years that gold has been a great diversifier for a portfolio, and it has done exactly that, protect against inflation.
0: Well, in fact, if you call the number right now, one silver go to the website, guildhallwealth.com. We will send free of charge to you an investor package to find out more about these topics such as inflation and its impact on gold and we will include in there a chart Jeremy that will help people to understand that in fact gold and silver since we opened our doors in 2002 have both been trudging about an average of nine plus percent higher per year. That in and of itself is enough for me to justify the ownership of physical gold and silver in my portfolio. We'll talk more about how to do that. with The TFSA deadline, December 31st, coming up quickly. And if you've never had a TFSA, it's a valuable opportunity for you to put some metals into that t- tax-free savings account. We'll talk more about the additional money uh, set for 2020 in your tfsa making it a total contribution potential of 69 and and what you can do with it and how it works and all of those things when we come back from break you are tuned into the real money show with guildhall wealth management on global news radio 640 toronto welcome back once again to the real money show with guildhall wealth management a great big thank you As we approach the end of the year to our client base and those who have stayed tuned in throughout the year so many of you are talking to us about what your finances look like and how well you've done and the holes in your portfolio that can be filled by ownership of gold and silver maybe as an insurance policy for your wealth and for those that are excited about what the near term holds Well, we're talking about registered accounts before and we were seeing TFSA deadline, but as my colleague so aptly pointed out during the break, it's important to acknowledge that just because the deadline comes and goes on the 31st, you don't actually lose anything in terms of your contribution space. In fact, Going forward, it's a great time, Jeremy, to point out that we're going to get an additional $6,000 worth of space in our TFSA as of the 1st of January. So if you've been around and qualified for a TFSA since 2009, that means you can put in up to $69,500 into your TFSA. And it's a very exciting time to do just that because this happens to coincide with the greater expectations of where gold and silver are heading this coming year.
1: Now, Darren, for clients who are thinking about getting involved in a TFSA, what do you find are some of the reasons that people decide to put precious metals in a TFSA? And do you find that there's a leaning more towards gold or silver in the TFSAs?
0: Well, in the TFSAs, you have, I think, a couple of different types of clients, Jeremy. I think for me, in my experience, one, you have a more, uh, let's say, self-sufficient client or a person that would like to take back more ownership of their wealth. The TFSA is a great spot to do that because it allows them to be uh, doing a little bit more, a little more flexibility. They can have their wealth in different areas and they don't necessarily need the support of their planners or advisors per se. They are trying to educate themselves in a TFSA. For many people, it's capital gains free that they're most concerned about. And that would be the number one priority of why they would use the TFSA. Because it matters not about, um, you know, what tax advantages or disadvantages I have. There are no taxes on a tax-free savings account. So what I find is that, the younger the investor, generally speaking as a rule of thumb, the more silver they tend to have in their portfolio. They might crave because of the age uh, and the ability to grow that wealth over many decades to come prior to retirement, they might crave a little more in terms of adding silver because it tends to be slightly more volatile than gold in terms of its pricing movements. Uh, But also too, because they feel that it is an asset that's very undervalued. Whereas if you go to people who are putting it in their RSPs and things like that, they tend to be closer or slightly closer to retirement age, and they tend to have a little bit more focus on gold versus silver, or it's closer to 50-50. Um, but either way, I think that they all have the same overwhelming sense of of feeling uncertain about what tomorrow holds, uncertain about next year, how long has the housing boom lasted? Is it going to continue to last? We don't know, but those are all part and parcel of the reasons why they're getting a little bit anxious about what the future holds. How about for yourself in terms of what you're seeing?
1: Well, you just mentioned uh, the housing, and, and I've had a few clients who have, you know, had recently sold property and put the funds, the some of the profits into the TFSA and acquired silver. And the idea being that, of course, you know, if silver goes to, you know, if it comes down from, what, 85, 83 to 1 on the ratio and it comes down even to 50 or 45 to 1, that's an incredible gain in silver. And, you know, I do think that in the next decade that we could easily see triple digits on silver. I don't think it's going to be as much to get out of the the, the close tight range that we're trading in right now but again silver moves up to 25 30 an ounce those are big big gains to have and i think to have that type of uh, cash in a tfsa is uh is pretty ideal and not everybody wants to put the funds into an rsp
0: because they want that liquidity and that's what the tfsa provides well quick question for you on that point then before we go to break jeremy Give me just a quick overview of how easy it's been for us to get, as a new client, an account open and up and running. Is it something that's going to take a lot of time? No. If you have the the information
1: ready to open the account, like a social insurance number, your driver's license, because it is, you're opening with a financial institution, you can have the account open in 10 minutes. And uh, if you're doing a transfer from an existing account, let's say you have a RSP that you want to move the funds, over to where we do it with Questrade. Uh, you can fill out the transfer request form in another five minutes. So you're looking at 10, 15 minutes to get the process underway, all set up. You're waiting for the transfer. And the great thing is, of course, with with Questrade is the transfer, the outgoing financial institution might, may charge an administration fee, and Questrade's rebating it up to $150. So it's never been easier to, to do. And it's never been cheaper because there's no co- there's no
0: administrative cost to get this done now. How about a little free gold on top of that? For every account you open, five thousand dollars, ten thousand, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. For every five thousand U.S. you put into a registered account, whether that's new money or money coming from an existing institution, which you've already put into an RSP or TFSA, we will give you one gram of gold, absolutely free of charge, with your account opening. And that is up to a maximum of 10 grams. That's our way of saying thank you and welcome to Guildhall and to the market of gold and silver. And we would love for you to get that free investor kit and sit down with an associate at Guildhall. But to do so, you need to call the number. It's one 78 silver or the website guildhallwealth.com. Jeremy, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, more focus on deadlines. We have the RSP deadline quickly that is going to approach In the early part of 2020, Uh, we have end of year show that we're preparing for. We're going to talk a little bit about and some information, interestingly enough, from one of our, over the years, one of our more uh, widely accepted and fun to watch individuals on a station that we don't like very much. Right, Uh, Rick Santilli talking about the markets and in particular about gold and some feedback on that. Uh, Very exciting stuff. And of course, going into the new year a very exciting time for our listeners here and for those that can potentially get into these markets. You are tuned into The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back once again to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I'm your host, Darren Long, and as always, by my side, Jeremy Wiseman, the Vice President of Guildhall Wealth Management. And Jeremy, we were just talking pricing in between uh, that last break and our last segment. And really, this has been a tremendous benefit for us, an extension, if you will, of a great buying range in both gold and silver, both. Metals holding their price extremely well, but that window staying somewhat open for those new clients who are all coming aboard now. And I'm so happy for them, excited because I know what the short term holds. We talked about Volcker, talked about Greenspan, we've talked about registered accounts. Now, going forward, we're going to be mentioning Rick Santelli in a minute, but this is a very exciting moment. And a lot of analysts are saying right now, by spring, prices of gold and silver could be through the
1: roof. Yeah, you know, we are seeing shortages in the in the market and uh, we're seeing wholesalers having to juggle their inventory in order to help us fulfill our orders in, in the registered accounts. And, and that's what happens when prices are are sustained at a lower price and we're moving into the new year. So the refiners are holding back some product to produce for 2020. But what I also find with a lot of clients is they're not as worried about the price as they might have been in years past. It's more of a savvy investor crowd these days where they're they're happy to be able to have this window of opportunity to continue to acquire and accumulate physical precious metals at potentially lower levels here. You know, we saw gold reach fifteen fifty. That was great. We came down to, I think, about 1460 as a, as a low, a recent low. We're back up to about 1480. So I don't think it's a big stretch to see gold getting back above 1500. It's been definitely over the last several years, two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward. And that's a, that's a pretty, comforting way to look at the market and it's been very consistent in gold silver has been a a little more volatile we've always seen that 2016 at one point it was up 45 percent we went from something like 1350 up to 20 and a half dollars we're currently trading around 17 so i think people are happy to be able to accumulate it at this level But again, we're having a difficult time in many cases having to fulfill those orders um, at this level. So it just shows you that the tightness in the market is going to work itself out by having the
0: prices move much, much higher. The
1: tightness is real, Jeremy.
0: The story uh, being told is that there is not enough product to go around. We are one of the premier suppliers of bullion products to clients in Canada And it never ceases to amaze me that the resource, the raw resource, silver and gold coming from mines and going to the mints around the world is getting less and less available every single year that we do this, yet people are still being given this golden opportunity to be able to put physical gold and silver at these tremendously low prices into their portfolios and i can't help but get so excited as this year progresses because the first quarter of 2020 as you well know could be very explosive we could see silver and this would not surprise me at all in and around the 30 dollars range i'm not predicting it I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me if we went back to that range, which would take gold along for the ride and peg gold somewhere around that $2,000 range, maybe an even all-time high. Well, it's interesting that you said
1: cheap, right? Because some people might think gold isn't cheap at $14.80 an ounce. But I think when if you were to compare it to the amount of debts out there, it is quite cheap. In fact… It, Relatively speaking, from a ratio standpoint, it's cheaper today relative to the debts out there than when it was trading at $250 an ounce back in 1999, right? When um, uh, the uh, finance minister of England sold off half of their gold. Of course, now central banks are are net buyers of gold. So that brings us to Rick Santilli, Darren. Um, On CNBC… And we're going to put this uh, video clip into our newsletter this week. He was talking de dollarization with Mark Chandler, who's the chief market strategist at Bancorp. And they were talking about, you know, the dollar being weaponized, uh, the idea of, you know, using the dollar for sanctions and, and these sorts of things. And uh, we've talked about this on the show that, that that's going to undermine the dollar long term. You know, you put sanctions on Iran and Russia, guess what? They're going to figure out another way to use, to, use, to, to buy things without the dollar. So ultimately you're undermining the dollar, whether they're using, you know, the yuan or they're they're come up with their own gold backed whatever or you know, uh, whatever they use, maybe even crypto, whatever the case is, they're gonna move away from the dollar. So Rick Santilli was asking, What do you think of all this de-dollarization? So Mark Chandler was saying short term there's not a compelling alternative to the US dollar. However, long term there is. Long term, the U.S. dollar doesn't look good, he said, if you look at what's going on around the world and the slowing economy, um, that the dollar's been able to look good recently because of Brexit, because of the trade deals that have that have occurred. But long term, it's not looking good. Then Rick Santilli says to Mark, what do you think about all these central banks buying gold? What do you think about that? And he said... That um, there's a bifurcation of the world, that there's these these central banks out there that think that um, they're betting on gold, that the new f- global financial regime, the fact that Chandler even mentioned, Mark Chandler even mentioned a new global financial regime is something to pay attention to. He said he thinks, oh, maybe some of these people want to back, think that there'll be a gold-backed dollar or whatnot. And then, then he commits the cardinal sin, Darren. He says but there's not enough gold out there. Even though he said that that would send gold to $15,000 an ounce, he turns around in the interview and says, but there's not enough gold out there, right? Given the FX market and the size of the FX market. That is a total, total myth, total myth. There's always enough gold at the right price. And if you look at gold at $15,000, it only starts to become slightly reasonable compared to the debts out there,
0: right? Well, if you are, in fact, thinking the same way we do, that no matter what the outcome is of the U.S. economy, the world's largest economy, uh, that we are in for a bit of a tough time ahead, that we've seen a good period of economic growth come and go, uh, that maybe perhaps you're thinking housing may not be as sturdy as it once was. that you need something to protect your wealth well then perhaps gold and silver would be the right way to do it we're also going to be talking about colored diamonds in the next segment for a brief moment it is tax-free december on all colored diamonds so we want to remind people of that and we also want to talk more about uh pricing as we get to the end of the year Gold and silver have both turned a profit this year. Jeremy, an exciting time and uh, more reason to discuss what the year ahead might hold. We'll be doing that at our end of year show next week. We want to encourage people to tune in. and As you're getting ready for the uh, holiday break, this is a show about protecting your wealth, ensuring your wealth. And we would like nothing more than for you to benefit from the ownership of natural fancy colored diamonds, physical gold, and physical silver. To get that information, call the number one eight silver Go over to the website, guildhallwealth.com. There's an e store You can go online and shop from the comfort of your own home, pick up some gold and silver products and start stacking today. You are tuning to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. And we hope to see you when we return from this short break. You're listening to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. We want to thank you for staying tuned to The Real Money Show. And if you are listening right now, the number to call to get a free investor package or to subscribe to Guildhall's weekly newsletter, or even better, to speak with a Guild Hall associate directly, 18778 silver. Head over to the website guildhallwealth.com. We'd be happy to send you that information free of charge. It's very important to us that you get educated and you understand the benefits of ownership of gold, silver and natural fancy colored diamonds. Jeremy quickly, today we've talked about Volker and his passing, the former uh, chairman of the Federal Reserve in the U.S., uh, who almost single-handedly, literally changed policies and uh, turned the U.S. economy positive again throughout the '80s. Well, he lifted the gold standard, which helped make the '70s a mess, and right. then raised interest then rates. Then raised interest rates. Yes, yes, yes. Sucking Must the fun- sucking the wealth out of the out of the middle class. But it worked. They saved the dollar. That's right. They did. And uh, of course, gold uh, proceeded to fall in value from its 19, January 1980 high of 850. But it went from $35 an ounce to $850 an ounce. 2,300% higher uh, in a decade which saw many similarities to what we're seeing right now. That is the old story of history repeating itself, the cyclical uh, approach that we take to examining these gold and silver markets. So what kind of things are you saying are similar today today? versus the 70s. Concerned about the U.S. dollar. Because I'm not wearing any bell bottoms right Right. now. Right, there you go. Concerned about the U.S. dollar. That's what I am. That's what people around the world are. We just talked about de-dollarization and the importance of understanding that topic. I cannot overemphasize enough. You as an individual must understand the world is changing the way it thinks. In 10 years from now, less and less of the world is going to be hinged On that US dollar in its value it's now about global currencies not just the US dollar and if nothing else we have learned from the last decade uh, we should be focused on understanding that when you print the kind of money that the US and other countries around the world have it leads to my next point which we talked about with Greenspan and it's that good old threat of inflation another driver of higher gold and silver prices now you might say to yourself we haven't really seen inflationary pressures creep into the economy. Yeah, I think we're in, not having interest rates that are ten percent or fifteen percent like they were in the nineteen eighties. Yeah, but it was a little more obvious
1: in the seventies whether it was absolutely. deflation, stagflation, or inflation. Everything was a lot more obvious
0: today. It's sort of more obfuscated. That's it, and it is become uh, it has become a much more complex argument to discuss, uh, but. The underlying fundamental of inflation as a whole is still there and rearing its ugly head and whether that becomes now the focus of understanding the new inflationary pressures such as credit cards such as consumer debt versus what it was back in the 70s which was almost non-existent back then whether it's real estate inflation which lots of people talk about another big topic another yeah. big reason why you would have gold and silver in your portfolio to protect against the fall of real estate values. Or,
1: or, or in the case of the 70s, inflation drove real estate prices up uh, by double in, right. a, in a short amount of time, like within three, four years. But of course, gold went up four times within three, four years. So you, know, you have to give that a consideration as well. What we've seen currently, you've seen both gold and real estate going up at the same time. In some cases, gold has gone up more than real estate, and you're not having to you know, pay lawyers, pay a mortgage, um, deal with land transfer fees, uh, pay heat and hydro, and all of those sorts of things. So it's actually a, a much lower cost investment in many respects.
0: Well, while we're sitting here talking- You can't about, live in it, but can't. I'm talking about as an investment. Sure. While we're sitting here yeah. talking about the topic, it's important to note that not all is rosy. I know we continue to see record prices in parts of the world for real estate, but- Outside of the very small core metropolises in, let's say, Vancouver, downtown Toronto core, uh, we are continuing to see falling home values. And again, this month, uh, this week, the Financial Post, they put out an article called Canadian home prices fall in biggest November drop outside of a recession in history. And again, this is not something that the average person is paying attention to. They're still on that mindset of, should I go to real estate? We hear it every week. But again, it's part of the reason why we want our clients to be protected for them to be in a position to feel as though they can put their head down the pillow at night with gold and silver, natural fancy-colored diamond in their portfolio and rest easy, knowing that, okay, I may still be doing those more traditional investments of real estate and stocks and bonds and mutual funds, but at the same time, I'm gonna be certain to have insurance and the opportunity that's here right now, which is a world-class opportunity to own gold and silver in my portfolio going forward. That is what we're talking about on The Real Money Show. If you want to open up a registered account, put gold and silver in your Rift, Lift, RSP, TFSA, RESP, Spousal RSP, you can call us. The number is one silver or the website guildhallwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about diamonds, Jeremy. It's tax-free month for diamonds and much, much more to discuss on the markets of gold and silver when we return on The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Well here we are once again Jeremy the last segment. Welcome back folks from the break and thank you for staying tuned of the Real Money Show. The number to call 18778 silver or the website guildhallwealth.com. Now let's use these last few minutes very wisely. We've talked about Volker, Greenspan, some of the underlying fundamentals of gold and silver. Inflation. Talked about inflation yeah. in the last segment. Geopolitics now. Central banks. We'll be talking about it on the end of the year show. We yeah. want people to tune in for that because yeah. we're going to talk about what central banks have been doing. Yep. And this is exactly what we're saying should be done in your own portfolios.
1: Yeah, and, and you know we talked about de-dollarization mm-hmm. and this idea that the U.S. dollar is going to lose value long term. Maybe short term, it's okay. Even in a crisis, maybe you know people jump out of the fire, out, out of the frying pan and into the fryer. But it it's it could be a, a savior in a crisis. But at the end of the day, the U.S. dollar doesn't look good long term, and many experts
0: would agree with that. Well, in addition to that, Jeremy, for some of the reasons, including supply and demand, which is another underlying fundamental of why we love gold and silver so much, because the demand is much higher than it's ever been in history, and the supply. Well, we're not going to find new regions of the world to explore and discover. There are more people, more population. Every single decade gets harder and harder to find new holes of gold and silver. There are no new silver found. There okay. is has been no new silver found. There's been very little in the way of new gold ventures that have been uh, opening up, which we call blue chip or very large mining operations. And this uh, this bodes well for people that are investing solely based on that fundamental alone. Yeah. So you've got inflation.
1: Precious metals are a great hedge against inflation. The declining U.S. dollar, long term, again, that's that's somewhat inflationary in many respects. But gold and silver are an anti-dollar trade, uh, so that's a, that's very good for precious metals. And then you have the supply issues of precious metals because they are undervalued right now and people are buying a lot of them like central banks they're keeping the the price buoyant of course in gold but it is creating supply issues in that sense so demand is very good supply is a bit short we need the price to move much much higher uh to to get that sorted out so these are the fundamentals that you look at the only other fundamental we haven't really looked at too much is geopolitical issues and the de-dollarization is is perhaps, could be put into that uh,
0: that group as well Well, if you're looking for reasons to invest and you've just heard the show for the first time, those are some pretty good ones. But in addition to understanding the value of gold and silver, we also talk about natural fancy colored diamonds. Now, if you're new to that, use the website, guildhallwealth.com. It's a great resource. You can find out more about why we love gold and silver, but also natural fancy colored diamonds. This is a very, very important year coming up, Jeremy. It's the end of of the major supplier of pink diamonds, the Argyle Mine in Western Australia, which we'll be talking about throughout the entire year. It's going to be very exciting, but it's also putting tremendous pressure on the value of a pink diamond, Mm -hmm. which is dragging the entire industry up with it. You're hearing now about headlines of a resurgence in white pricing, which hasn't been that way for a while. We don't really talk too much about white diamonds, but when you lose a supplier like the Argyle Mine owned by Rio Tinto, Uh, That is a very exciting time for investors because the last, last of the opportunities to own pink diamonds at these value tier prices, that's it, and then it's gone. And then the rest of the world resets, and as it resets, it's three, four, five, six, ten times the price. Who knows how much higher it's going to be to buy a simple little pink diamond.
1: Yeah, the pink diamond, I mean, you're you're owning a piece of history in that sense because the mine is is closing. You know, white diamonds, I don't think many people think of white diamonds as an investment. I think most of the times you're if you had to sell it, you'd be happy to get back something of what you originally paid. And in that sense, most people who are buying diamonds they're a luxury item they're not necessarily a rarity what does that mean it means i can go to any uh, luxury brand shop around the world and get the exact same product that's not really rare that's just a luxury product and that's what white diamonds are whereas colored diamonds are they yes they are a luxury item but they're also incredibly rare now they would be put into the category of um of uh, an asset that isn't as easy to sell it's not quite as liquid, but if you think about the non-liquid assets that you hold, those are the ones that actually make the most money. If you think about real estate, you think about your cottage, um, you know, you think about the, maybe owning uh, a piece of great art, uh, if you had a piece for an art history piece, that type of thing those are where the wealth is really, really built. And that's where the diamond can be put into. And I think that's what we're hoping our clients will start to see or, or potential clients will start to see over the next year as we talk more about natural fancy color diamonds and just how they work in a portfolio to really create wealth. And we've seen the diamonds move up nicely in price. And that's based on not just the quality, but the rarity as well. They kind of go hand in hand. The better quality you have of a natural fancy color diamond, the more rare it is. And therefore the better gains you're going to see of it.
0: Well, to close out this particular episode of The Real Money Show, Jeremy, I would be remiss if I didn't say, remember for those wanting to get into a colored diamond, it's the month of no tax. Up until December the 31st for listening to the show, we will have no tax on all colored diamonds. The price you see is the price you pay. And we're happy to provide that to our clients are looking to get into this market maybe add it to their gold and silver purchase and we want people to know uh, this is an exciting asset to hold alongside gold and silver for all of the same reasons that you would want to own gold and silver that being said Jeremy we've come to an end of another show the number to call one 78 silver or guildhallwealth.com the website I want to wish everybody on behalf of yourself and myself a very warm and merry uh, Christmas as well as a happy Hanukkah, and for those celebrating Kwanzaa, which is coming up very soon too, and any other of the major holidays this time of year. We hope you enjoy your time with your family, and we look forward to speaking with you here at Guilds Hall when you have the chance. Remember, folks, take care of those that are less fortunate. It is cold this week, and the snow has been falling, so please think about your local food banks. Get blankets, jackets out to those in need. And we look forward to the end of the year show coming up next week. Please stay tuned. You have been listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.